Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, March the 24th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over this DFS five-game NBA slate for this evening. It's a very good condensed five-game slate. We have 10 competitive teams playing, and so we have some good plays, a couple of fades, some ideas uh, for that initial roster build. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. If you have not jumped on Prize Picks, it is time. Get on there, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK and you get free a free match on all the way up to 100 bucks on your first deposit. Make sure and use that promo code COACHTALK. All right, no messing around. We're getting after it. We're going to make this condensed so everybody has a chance to look at it, but we will go over our regular criteria here for setting the stage for that contest build for you uh, earlier in the day, and then dive on with us so you can see all, everything that goes on through the afternoon. We'll be posting everything in Discord. And then remember, we post 30 minutes before uh, lock. We've got a full FanDuel and Yahoo lineups and a coach's clipboard with a core and several other players to build around. So you're not just getting the breakdown, you're getting all of the uh, foundational pieces throughout the day that help you build your lineup. And then we're giving you our opinion on our lineups. Um, so uh, we'd love to have you dfscoachtalk.com. You can join for as little as three days. This is always a great day, Thursdays and Fridays to jump on that three day pass for 10 bucks. Cause you get all of our golf, all of our preseason baseball, of course, all of our basketball. All right. Here we go. First game, 7.30. We get an extra 30 minutes. I always enjoy that when we get that extra 30 minutes before the, the slate locks. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Toronto Raptors. Toronto favored by four and a half. 215 is the total. Cleveland comes in 41 and 31. Toronto 40 and 32. So two teams battling hard for playoff position uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, hopefully that's what they're looking to. That's their goal uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs is what I was trying to say, but I'm sure both of them have sights on those spots and people don't realize, but we only have like 10, 11, some, some teams, 12 games left. So this is getting down to some serious stretch time in the NBA for Cleveland. We know three guys are out Allen Rondo and Wade for Toronto. We do have uh, two important tags here. Two starters are listed as questionable. That's Ananobi and Trent. And then we have uh, Malachi Flynn is out. So the game set here is Cleveland's 26th in pace, Toronto 25th. So that is not great. And that's why you have the by far the lowest total on the board at 215. Plus you have two Good defenses, especially Cleveland's. They are fifth. Toronto is 13th. So definitely some questions there. Uh, Cleveland has, again, their squad intact. Uh, and Toronto, we need news. If those two guys play, then they're really uh, a full squad as well. So that doesn't help either because you can't zone in really on any value. However, if those two Toronto players sit, then it's a different conversation. 
But let's just uh, let's take a look at it now as if uh, those guys don't play. Uh, I think that that's more likely, but we will see. Fred Van Vliet becomes a, a nice play at 8-2. Uh, the one spot you can attack Cleveland a little bit uh, with is point guard, although their team defense is tough. But Van Vliet's been fighting injuries on and off. Uh, this is an important game, though, so I think he goes full tilt. And at 8-2 is a, a definite consideration for me. Scotty Barnes also at 7-6 has played a good role. Mid-level price, uh, solid play. Where I'm probably going to avoid is the big. Siakam at 8-5, a little bit better price than he had been at, but I don't like uh, him against this interior defense of the Cavaliers. Uh, Achua, Birch, Boucher, Young, you're going to get some of all those guys. Uh, and, you know, obviously the value would be more with uh, an Achua at 4-7, a Boucher at 5K, all the way up to 5K, and Birch 3-3, but not sure you have to go that deep. Um, so not strong stacking by any stretch. Either pull the, you know, uh, flip the switch and, and go with Van Vliet or probably nothing for me from Toronto. On the Cleveland side, it's a little different. You know, Garland's now 9-7, so he's up there with the big boys, and it makes it definitely a bit tougher uh, to bring him in the fold, but his results have been fantastic. So, you know, again, for me with Cleveland, with them using Okoro and Stevens in that starting lineup, just really to for fantastic defense, which they both play, but it really puts the onus offensively on Garland, Markinen, and Mobley. That's why those three really have been a lot stronger in play for me. However, they do come off the bench with Levert and Love and Jetty, and those three can score it. So it makes Cleveland a hard team, you know, really to go after, especially Garland at 9-7. But you can look at Evan Mobley at 7-8. It's fair price. And Markinen is leaked up a little bit now into the six, but 6-1, he's fair as well. So wouldn't mind a little exposure from Cleveland, but I do think this is the worst game from a DFS standpoint on the entire slate. All right, we go on to game two. It's an eight o'clock game, and it's a complicated one because you have both teams coming off a game last night. So second night of back-to-back -back, uh, for both squads. It's Indiana at Memphis. Memphis is minus 12 and a half, 235 and a half total. They expect to have John Morant back for this game. So we'll see, you know, if this is one that, that could definitely blow out, no question about it. However, an odd stat is uh, how well the Grizzlies play without John Morant. I believe they're 14 and two and their defensive rating goes from where they stand now at six to number one when jaws off the court. So superstar player, but the Grizzlies, you know, Tyus Jones starting at point guard, are the best defensive team in the league. So just an interesting note uh, that you don't see, uh, you know, changing things as much as it does. So uh, they're obviously love to have John there, but it uh, goes to show you how strong their depth is. So let's talk about this game a little bit uh, from an injury standpoint and uh, records coming in because uh, Indiana's 25 and 48. We know they've mailed it in. 
Grizzlies are 50 and 23 and fighting for that, uh, uh, you know, better position in the, in this, uh, playoffs because in the West they're in the game for a good uh, home playoff first round uh, matchup. I mentioned Jaw, but he is questionable still. So you wonder if the coach is saying, listen, Indiana's not good. We want, you know, uh, Jaw to be 100%. We obviously can win without him and we're good defensively without him. So I would say Jaw's a legit questionable. I do think he was planning on playing this one of the two. Uh, but we'll see, you know, it's a true, it is, oh, actually it just came up on my screen that he's now out. So there you go. He just, uh, it just changed. No jaw, not surprising. Uh, so Tyus Jones, one of our faves going in, uh, again, uh, the rest of the injuries for Memphis, Morant and Tilly are out for Indiana questionable tag on Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte and Jalen Smith. So we need to see what the situation is with those guys because that really affects their rotation uh, all the way around, no doubt about it. Um, so let's see here. We're uh, anybody else? We have McConnell and Turner out. So we already sort of knew that. Uh, again, second night of a back to back for both. Indiana 15th in pace, Memphis third. So they play fast. Good pace up for the Indiana guys. 21st in team defense for Indiana and 6th for Memphis. Memphis is no joke, man. They they push the ball. They can defend. Their bench is strong. They are going to be an, an interesting out. They have not been in the playoffs for a while, but they're, they're a good team. Uh, let's look at a couple things here. Malcolm Brogdon, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, O'Shea Brissett. Those are the four key guys that I'm expecting in there. Seven, four, eight, nine, and seven, three. Brissett's a cheaper price at five, three, but there's some price to be paid there. And again, uh, if Jaw doesn't is with Jaw not playing, their defense is really tough. Actually, number one, so it's hard to to you know want to stack any guys here from that Indiana side. But two thirty-five and a half is the highest total on the board. So Vegas knows their stuff in general. So, uh, you know, Brogdon, if he plays, is always a good play at, at 7-4. I don't know about Buddy Hield. He had an emotional game yesterday playing against Sacramento. You would think that he'd have a little bit of a, a letdown game. Same thing with Tyrese Halliburton at 8-9. So I look more towards Brogdon if he's going to play with no minutes restriction and maybe Brissett at that 5-3 number or Goga at 4-9, who had a nice game, uh, especially if they're not going to have that depth coming off the bench. It does change if, you know, Jalen Smith and company are available and uh, Isaiah Jackson. So we need news there. Definitely want some exposure on that side. I think on the Grizzly side with jaw out, you can get some, uh, you know, some good value. Um, obviously, Tyus Jones at 4-3 becomes sort of a free square, I guess, if you want to call it that, I would. Um, Desmond Bain had a monster game last night, 7-1. You have Dylan Brooks down at 5-7, who can always throw a big game in there. And then, you know, their bigs are playable, especially against an Indiana uh, front uh, front court that's not real deep right now. Jackson's a, a fair enough 6-9, and Steven Adams at that sub-6K price uh, at 5-8 is very tempting.
All right, let's go to game three. It is also eight o'clock. We have three of the five games starting at eight o'clock. So if you're going to do some swapping, only going to have that Phoenix-Denver game that starts an hour later. You got to be prepared for that. Washington and Milwaukee. Milwaukee favored by 13, so another double-digit spread here. 233.5, second largest on the board. 110.25 implied for Washington, 123.25 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Coming into this game, we know Washington, it's a forgettable season for them. They are 30 and 41. Milwaukee is 45 and 27. Kyle Kuzma is out. Definitely affects that entire rotation and usage for Washington. Likewise with his counterpart Middleton, who's out for Milwaukee. So we've seen this dance before with these two guys out, um, and it uh, does create uh, some decent value in a few plays, and it allows you also to feel more confident if you're buying up. Um, we know that uh, coming into this game, Washington is 22nd in pace, Milwaukee 10th. Defensively, not good for Washington, 25th. Milwaukee's down to 14th, so they're now pretty much in the middle of the pack defensively they've been giving up a lot of points for some reason which is hard to understand when they have the majority of their guys going after it for Washington you know you have that dilemma of Neto and Ish Smith a lot of splitting at, at uh, a point uh, don't really want to go either direction especially when they have Drew Holiday defense on the other side I would say your value plays that you really can look at here are Kispert at 4-1 Hashimura, who's playing better now at 4-5. And they moved Chris Dapp's Porzingis up to 8-4. So uh, definitely tempting, but not a shoo-in by any stretch at that big number at 8-4. So um, looking more to go value there. Uh, Avdia off the bench is 4-7, makes some sense. Uh, so a little value exposure to the wizard side for me. The Bucks, it comes down to very simple. You know, we have a limited amount of pay-up guys today being really the two main ones being Giannis and the Joker. And that's the, the spot that, you know, one or the other is going to be the decision, I think, uh, on the slate. I mean, I'm starting my builds with Tyus Jones. I'm starting my build with either Giannis or the Joker. And that's what I'm going to decide throughout the day. Uh, Milwaukee, on the other hand, drew at 8K, a solid play. You have uh, Brooke Lopez now back in the mix at 4-3, Portis at 6-5. You know, guys you can consider uh, would not race to, though. But Holiday and Giannis, obviously, no hot, hot take there. Everybody wants to go that direction. Some of the other value, a little bit risky with it, a Connaughton or Grayson Allen at 4-1 and 4-2. All right, uh, the next 8 o'clock game, the fourth game on the slate, it's the Chicago Bulls and the New Orleans Pelicans. This game is interesting to me. I like this game. They're both on an island. It's Chicago by one. It's a fair 226.5 total, 113.75 for Chicago, 112.75 for the Pelicans. Chicago is 42 and 30, Chicago 30 and 42. Um so, yeah, the Bulls 42 and 30, the Pels 30 and 42. Zach Levine probable. We have Devin Chen's, or I'm sorry, DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is questionable. So, 
That is huge because he is a high usage player. If he sits, which I have a feeling he's going to sit, but we don't have that news. You've got to follow us on Twitter throughout the day. If he sits, Levine and Vuk both become really, really good plays to me. Um, I think they're both very interesting. Levine would be almost a, a plug and play for me with DeRozan out. Uh, we also know that Lonzo Ball is going to remain out for the Pelicans. We have the first appearance for Larry Nance, which is going to definitely uh, punch Jackson Hayes right in the midsection, if you know what I mean. So I, I would assume for me, Nance's minutes will come more at the four. Maybe he gets a little bit of action at the at the five or if Jackson Hayes bumps over. But for the most part, not interested in Nance, obviously, first game back. But it does, uh, you know, bring Jackson Hayes down several notches for me. Uh, Ingram is doubtful, counting him out. Zion still out. So interesting game here. Uh, Chicago 17th in pace, New Orleans 19th. So that's not very exciting. But I do like the fact that their defenses are below average. For two teams, they're playing very hard for playoff positionality. They're 19th and 20th in defense. And that brings some interest to me because there's some pay up and value options here. I think Caruso at 4-6 uh, is, is a playable commodity for sure. Zach Levine at 7-7, seven, seven, fantastic price if DeMar sits. Uh, still playable even if DeMar plays. Um, if DeMar plays and doesn't have any restrictions, he's 8-7, uh, which is definitely worth considering. And Vuk at 7-9, uh, also in play. Not interested right now in the Chicago bench. It will elevate some guys with DeRozan out, you know, but again, it may be a, by committee between Patrick Williams, uh, you know, Kobe White, Dasunmu, Tristan Thompson, Troy Brown, they have Derek Jones. They have a pretty solid bench of guys that can fill in for DeMar. On the Pell side, uh, Devontae Graham and, and Jose Alvarado pretty much dicing up that point guard spot. So it, it eliminates them for me. McCollum at 9-1, I've been riding the McCollum train for quite some time. I think, you know, with Ingram out, he's still one of the better plays. He is expensive, but uh, maybe a necessity in this game. Um, Herb Jones is still very doable at 5-7. Joe Val at 8-2, somewhat of a, a good matchup against Vuk. There's no question Vuk's not a good defender. Uh, almost wouldn't have both, mind having both of these centers on the sites where you can have two centers, because I think Joe Val is a good play, but that's going to all have to do with the decision again of, you know, do you just take the center spot with the Joker and be done with it? Or do you pay up for Giannis, play him at power forward or small forward, and then be able to plug in a, a Joe Val or a Vuk? Um, all right. Good game there. I think it's, it's going to be interesting you can hone in on a few playups and you can find a little bit of value there as well. All right, last game on the slate. Before we get to that, if you're watching right now on YouTube, this is the time. Big ask for us, super important. Hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Also hit that little alert button in the upper corner. We'd really, really appreciate that. That helps us move up the algorithm uh, on YouTube. If you're wa uh, watching, or I'm sorry, not watching, you're listening. If you're listening on any of our podcast landing spots, audio-wise, 
take a second, give us a five stars and give us a little comment. That combination gets you into uh, a drawing for a free week of Coach Talk. And that is drawn, uh, drawn at the end of each month. And we are slowly getting there. So only a week left in this month. So definitely do that. If you have a moment, uh, check us out, dfscoachtalk.com. We would love to have you uh, join in. We have been so hot in prize picks. We're going to have a prize picks pod today as well. Um, somewhat in fuego, as they say there. So we want to keep that going and get just as hot here in DFS. Uh, so check us out on Twitter as well, at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati. All right, last game. It's the late night sweat game. Nine o'clock starts an hour later than any other game. And it is the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets. So this will be a hotly contested game as well. Denver's favored by four. It's a 231.5 total. 113.75 for Phoenix. 117.75 for the Denver Nuggets. Phoenix is 59 and 14. Denver 43 and 40. Uh, for Phoenix, we know who's out. Johnson, Kaminsky, Lundberg, Paul, and Saric. For Denver, same scenario. Kanchar, Murray, Najee, and Forrest, all, or I'm sorry, Porter, uh, Jr., all out. Okay, let's look at this one. Phoenix is eighth in pace. Denver, 23rd. So pace up game for Denver for sure. Defensively, though, Phoenix right in the nose, number three. And Denver, middle of the pack at 15. Certainly some plays here. Uh, not smash plays, in my opinion, but plays that you want to really look at. Cameron Payne at 6'9". I think that price is, you know, a little bit better. He had jumped into the seven, so a little bit more acceptable there. Booker's played fantastic. Paul's gone down. He could be a nice pay-up opportunity. Really have to probably decide between Booker uh, and C.J. McCollum. They're in the same price range. Both have a possibility of, of a really good ceiling. Mikhail Bridges throws big games in there. 6K, he's fair. Uh, Crowder, 5-2, is doable uh, at that price tag. And then eight and it's 7-2. Uh, you know, certainly at times can be effective. The question is, does he get a real heavy load of minutes, which we've seen a lot, you know, go to McGee and uh, sometimes even sometimes even Biombo. So uh, not as crazy about not getting that ceiling minutes for uh, DeAndre Ayton, but this is against the Joker, so maybe they roll them out there a little bit more and you can at least consider them. For Denver, it always begins and ends with, with the Joker. He's 11-4, which probably isn't high enough. I mean, he really should always be over 12. I think the reason he's lower is because it is that Suns shutdown defense but I don't know if you can shut down the Joker. So certainly, again, here, Giannis, I think, have to be in most of your lineups for sure. Be hard to fade both of them. I'd probably suicide mission there if, if you uh, don't play one of the two. I'm not sure there's enough value to play both. That would be very difficult, but we'll see what happens. We know during the day we've had just tons of news lately and lots of things shifting around. So, you know, we'll follow that very closely. Monte Morris and Bones Highland, somewhat of a, a point guard split. Um, so difficult to get to both of them for me. 
Will Barton's been awful. He's 5-1, but just not playing well. He's a big part of the reason they've struggled at times. Um, after that, you know, Aaron Gordon's 5K. We know that he can have decent games uh, for that price, uh, but he always seems to throw one decent one in and then, you know, burn you for a couple in a row. So buyer beware in that situation as well. So not my favorite game this last game. You know, you, you can just go for it and go Booker versus Joker and just watch the rest. I, you know, I do have a tendency to to lean a little towards campaign here, and I don't think Mikhail Bridges is the worst play either. So some opportunity. It's going to be spread out. Some decisions still to be made. Uh, you know, that's the thing you can, you know, the best advice I could give and what I do is to get everything figured out as best I can with the information I have, get that lineup put in there, and then you just have to, you know, Sometimes you have to start completely over, uh, but with the news coming in, you can, uh, you know, shift a few players and then get ready, you know, to get that lineup as close to possible as you can. And then join us in Discord because then you get those full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo and that solid coach's clipboard to build off of for your DraftKings. So that is it. Prize picks. We have some great picks coming today. Uh, check out in about uh, probably. Uh, posting in about 30 to 45 minutes after this podcast. You can keep an eye out for our prize picks uh, choices of the day as well. All right. Thank you so much for listening in. We really appreciate you. Quick thumbs up and hit that subscribe button on the way out. Uh, we hope you have a great Thursday. And tomorrow we have the three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm very, very excited about. Um, I am going to be on the road, actually, tomorrow and Saturday, but I will be sharing picks. I'll be posting lineups. I'll be uh, working with Crash. Crash is going to be running the show uh, on these casts the next couple of days. So enjoy him. He is sharp as can be. And then uh, I'll be part of everything that's going on. But podcast-wise, um, I'll be back here on Sunday with the one and only Miss Deb. Deb is on fire. And we're going to be uh, sharing our thoughts for that Sunday slate. All right. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Thursday. Let's absolutely crush it in NBA DFS.